Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thanks for listening. My guest today is Krista Parker. Before we get to Krista, a few announcements. First and foremost, our website is TravelTalesPodcast.com. You can go there and see links to all the guests' social media and their websites. You can see stories that guests have written, stories that I've written. You can see links to our social media, which is, of course, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter, Travel Tales Podcast on Facebook. Uh, There are links to iTunes, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. We're on Spotify. And if you want to subscribe, it's always free. All I ask is that you please give us a good rating because that helps people find the show because it boosts our presence. And that's a good thing to do. So if you can do that, I'd appreciate it. If you want to write me, maybe you want to say some nice things. Maybe you have some uh, travel questions you want to write me and ask about. Or maybe you think you'd be good for the show or know somebody who'd be good for the show. You can write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. All right, Krista Parker is someone who I met many years ago. And I'm going to leave it as a surprise to... <laughs> it was She couldn't remember how we met. We've stayed in touch or I followed her, uh, really, on uh, Instagram and, and Facebook. But she couldn't remember how we met, but I could. And I surprised her with it during this interview. But she's a native Australian with American parents, which is an odd mix. But she grew up out in Australia and uh, has lived in America for a long time and shuttles back and forth. She lived in uh, Hollywood for a number of years, and then she lived in New York, and then back and forth. and back. So she's all over the place, but uh, she's interesting to follow. On on Instagram because uh, she's always in some cool places, and she's really adapted travel as a lifestyle, and I can't blame her. So I happened to notice through social media that she was in Los Angeles, and I wrote her on Instagram and said, "Hey, would you mind coming by and doing an interview for the Travel Tales podcast?" And she was nice enough to take uh, multiple trains and buses because she didn't have a car, and she was staying all the way in the valley. She came all the way across town to Santa Monica to sit for an interview. So it was great to finally meet her again, even though she didn't know we even met the first time. And it was a pleasure to get to know her better. So please enjoy my conversation with Krista Parker. Krista Parker. You're wondering how we we know each other. Yes. I know, okay. I, don't, I know I know you from LA, but... Yeah, and we were Facebook friends for a long time, and I follow your travels all over the world. Oh, good. I'm glad someone does besides <laughs> my mom. <laughs> We've only met in person once. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was because I went to your apartment and bought your old microwave oven. Oh, off that was you. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you... Been, That's how I know you? Yeah. That's a, such a sad story. <laughs> You were up by Runyon Canyon, right? Yeah. I remember that place. Okay. That's where I went and picked up your old, I think I got it for like $25. Why did we, yeah, why did we add each other on Facebook? I don't know. I don't know. But maybe uh, it was I, just so I could see you're legit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, just, yeah, I wasn't a, a weirdo. 
But uh, yeah, so I went to your place because you were selling everything yeah. from what I remember. Yeah, you, well, I, cl- I cleaned that microwave properly too because it worked fine. Because like people would sell their shit and they come and like clean it or like they sell a bike and don't pump the tires up. I'm like, <laughs> but I've cleaned it and it was fine. It was lovely. Yeah. So I, it was probably like 20 bucks or something, yeah. 20, 25 dollars. I, I think it was tw- uh, 20. I think you got a good deal. And the story I was. Got for free, I think. Yeah. Well, the story was that you were, you were leaving LA yeah, and you were I traveling did. the world. Yeah. Then, I mean, that because I asked why you were selling everything you owned. <laughs> um, well, I moved back to Australia, but did a, like a two-month road trip across America and back before I left. <laughs> right. So what year was that? That was 2014. Okay. So tell me how you got to, well, first America, and because your parents are American and yeah. you're not. No, um, my sister and I were, we were born in Australia because uh, my parents, they've lived there since the 70s. Okay. Um, they, but they're American. Dad's from uh, LA. Mom's from up, up in New York State. Mm-hmm. Um, and they went to Australia to work as teachers and then just never left. <laughs> what part of Australia? <laughs> uh, we're from the capital. Oh, Canberra. <laughs> See, most Americans don't know that. No, they do not. That's why I like to be obnoxious and say the <laughs> capital. <laughs> and I, I bet I can name all... Was it, uh, do you call them states? Or territories? Uh, we have six seven, states, right? Six states and two territories. Okay, yeah. No, or, seven. Or isn't five it? states and two territories. Really, you should probably know this. There was. Hold on. Let's go. Here Queensland, we go. Queensland, South Australia. Queensland, South Australia. Western Northern Australia. territories. Well, that's a territory, and the, Southern. the Australian capital territory, and then you have Tasmania. Oh, we're counting the Australian capital. Well, there's two territories and like six, five, five states or six states. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, they're easy. <laughs> I could do all the Canadian ones. There are 13 of those. Yeah, that's that's a little more impressive for a bar bet that I can do. So, okay. So, go back to your your beginnings. Um, When did you get here? Well, I graduated from university. I did media production. And I have dual citizenship with the States. So, So you had university back there? In Australia. So, I thought it just made sense to come to LA. That's right. Hollywood is where we make all the movies. And I have an uncle in... um, Long Westminster near Long Beach. Okay, yeah. He so calls did it the ghetto? I don't, <laughs> it's not that bad. No. Orange County. Yeah. Or, okay. Did uh, did you get work in the? Did you work out here in the in the industry? I got. A, I did a lot of little to no pay work. PA stuff for that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, PA and art department. But I met people along the way, like uh, Kevin Pollock was on one webisode oh, yeah. set, and he wasn't impressed with anything, and he heard me complaining about something one day um just about like there was always coffee on set and they sent someone out to buy every single person a starbucks drink and i'm like i'm not i'm like just give me the five bucks because i'm not even being paid to be here and someone's like oh you know what you signed up for and i'm like all right and then kevin's like come work for me and i'll actually give you some money i'm all right hey So. so were you his assistant um, I did like production assistant work on a webisode he filmed. Okay. Uh, and met more people that way. Did he end up, you know, he does impressions. Did he end up doing an impression of you? Um, no, but I, I saw the Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And the, and the William Shatner I probably saw him in often. His pajamas one evening because we were, were filming at his ooh, house. <laughs> ooh, yeah, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> so, how many years did you stay in LA? I was here five and a half years. Wow. Right? Okay. Good, bad? What are your memories of it? It was like a love-hate relationship. <laughs> That's how most people have it. Depends on how much you're working, really. Yeah. Uh, but I 
did um I worked at Grauman's Chinese Theater. Oh yeah. Did I tell you that? No. Did you know that? Oh, so I worked. I only bought a I only bought a microwave. <laughs> That's all I did. Um, but so I worked all the big premieres, and um, I worked at the uh, the music center in downtown LA, like the Walt Disney concert. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the yeah, Dorothy yeah. Chandler Pavilion and uh, the Mark Taper and the Armisen. So when did this urge to uh, travel take you out of the out of the business and I think made I was you just sell all your stuff? Tired of LA. It'd been a long time. Four and a half years. I was kind of like sick of people being flaky, and it was five <laughs> and a half years. Okay. Um, I just had enough. <laughs> I get it. I wanted to change it up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so was your first instinct was. America, I'm going to go across. Have you really seen oh. much of it? Have you been to the Midwest or no, done any of that? I'd seen a lot uh, when I was like when I was six. My parents took my sister and I out of school for a few months. Wow, nice of them. Yeah, um, I think we did schoolwork on planes or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then um, you came here. Yeah, they we came to meet all our relatives. Um, we saw my uncle and we went to Yosemite. Oh wow! And then uh, I guess we saw other family on the East Coast. Well, as an as a young Australian kid, what were your first impressions when you got to America? What what, what do you remember the most about like what you were um, seeing? Well, I was young, but I remember we went to Disneyland, and that That's was a big awesome. deal. And um, like Yosemite was amazing, like all the big redwoods. Um, it was weird seeing people that looked like my parents because <laughs> I wasn't used to that. What do they look like? This like. They look like regular Different people. Different white but people? I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> used to people that, like, you know, look... No, I mean, um, seeing our aunts and our uncles. Oh, right. Who, okay, I was going to say. That's all I meant. I thought you meant the citizens walking around. It's like, wow, they all look like my parents. No. Uh, <laughs> like our actual relatives. Because I grew gotcha. up with no relatives. Yeah, that's weird. No, that's not weird. Well, but we I mean, had family friends. Okay. So I grew up with, like, people that just weren't related. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, were, did, did things like... That you remember of like, oh, the food is different here. I can't get my favorite cereal, or um, oh, this is just like I see it on TV. No, there was, there's definitely more options with like cereal. That yeah, was exciting. <laughs> that was like huge. Pebbles or something. No, fruity pebbles. Yeah, cocoa pebbles. <laughs> I was more cocoa pebbles man myself. Um, the the Reese's peanut butter cups. You don't have those. We I think we do now, but at the time, nothing oh, like that. The time. Yeah. A lot more TV channels. Yes, I grew up with like five channels, and one was foreign. I was amazed. So the first time I went, Australia was my first um, solo trip abroad. How old were you? Oh, God. I was like 26, 27. Okay. And Seems old. Yeah. Well, I, did, I traveled around through the U.S. mostly. I mean, okay. I, did, I, went, I did the uh, post-university backpacking around Europe and stuff. But I went with other guys at that time. We split up at certain times, but I never like, planned it all on my own. So... And then I started doing stand-up all through my 20s, and then I traveled alone through America. So that kind of trained me to learn how... I was like, oh, I can do this. Easy. And just, I was working and had no money, but I always said the next trip I took out of the country was going to be Australia. And probably because, like, when I was going through Europe, I stayed in all these hostels, Mm -hmm. and I met all these crazy... Australian back, backpackers and you stuff. Can't so no, nope, you're everywhere. In yeah, you get you get around. So uh, I said, "Well, that sounds like a fun place. I'll go there." Yeah. And that's an easy, you know, for your first time. It's not a big culture shock. There's not a language yeah. deal, so it was just easy. And so I went to. Uh, I started in Melbourne, 
and I went all the way to Cairns, up the coast. So how long were you there? Five weeks. Oh, that's nice. Five weeks. And then another, like, ten days in New Zealand on the way over. Yes, I, I did New Zealand. Um, well, I did it when I was younger, but then I just went back a couple of years ago. So beautiful. Yeah, because um, we get really good uh, holidays in Australia. So I, over Christmas to New Year's, uh, my office shut down for 10 days. So I went to New Zealand and like drove from Wellington to Auckland, then flew down to Queenstown and hired another car and then drove <laughs> around there. Well, yeah, but so you did these trips in America. So uh, this is four years ago, four and a half years ago. Um, which one? What? When you sold everything. When I bought the oh, microwave. Yeah. Uh, when I left LA, um, yeah, I hired a car, which maybe wasn't economical, but I tend not to plan things in advance. I'm just like, oh, I have time. Let's go do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd always wanted, uh, what was my point? I think I just hired a car for like two months and thought, let's see where I end up. I had um, some music festival tickets and some comedy festival tickets. So I had to be in certain places at certain times. Okay. But otherwise, I didn't really plan the next city till like I was ready to leave the <laughs> current place. Are you one of these people who would take on like uh, jobs on along the way or like? no? I okay. just save my money and then spend it and then get a job and yeah. then save it. Sell all your microwaves, it. build yeah. up a lot of cash. I try not to spend money on things I don't need. So that I'm helps. Always just saving for travel. Gotcha. Um, but. Basically, on that road trip, it, I got to a point where I was like one state away from the other side of the country, and I'd always wanted to drive across America. Okay. So I thought, oh, well, well now's my chance. <laughs> um, there was, I had met a retired couple in Alaska the previous year. Where in, in Alaska? In uh, Seward. Okay. We were staying in like our cabins were nearby each other. I do a lot of ships up there. That's why, you know, I've been oh, in really? Alaska the last four summers. Yeah. They took me out to dinner because I'm so charming. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, they were following, following the road trip on Facebook and they said, hey, you can come stay with us. And I'm like, oh, actually, that's a good idea because I can go visit them in Florida. And then I'm like, I've reached the other side. Like, I touched the Atlantic Ocean in Wilmington, North Carolina, yep. and then drove down to see them. And then uh, left the car with them and flew to New York City to hang out with my sister and then came back. And they, like, would pick me up from the airport. And that, it's a nice I, couple to meet. Yeah, I'd driven across the country with Google Map printouts. So they bought me a <laughs> GPS from Walmart Aww. and sent me on my way. <laughs> oh, you, the kindness of others. Yeah. What, uh, what part of Florida are they in? Jacksonville. Okay, so north up there. That's uh, yeah. North Florida. I've never been to Miami, actually. Oh, really? Miami or... Portland, Oregon. Oh, so you have a bucket list there? Um, maybe. I'm, I'm kind of tired now. So. <laughs> I'm tired. Wait, okay. But so I think those are the two major cities in the states that that you haven't been like to? to visit, and I haven't been. Portland is fun. Yeah, Miami's good. But I find I find Miami good for like like Vegas, like three days, yeah, two exactly. three days, and then you're you got it. You yeah. got it. You should go to the Keys though while you're there. Yeah, that would be good. And uh, yeah, I mean, and both coasts. I mean, they're, they're different. Like the Gulf Coast and the Atlantic Coast of Florida are different. But I'm supposed to be going tomorrow. I'll send you a report. Uh, yeah, the long story. Uh, okay, so when... But since I've been following you the last couple of years, you've been all over the world. Yeah. When did that start? And where did you go? Um, well, when I, I was living back in Australia for like... Okay. All right, I, I left LA 
and I went back to Australia for six months and was working. And then I went to the UK and lived in Scotland for four months and then went to New York and lived there for a couple months with my sister. Wow. Okay. Back in Australia for two years. What did you do in Scotland? I, well, if you're Australian, you can get a working visa for the UK up until like the age of 30. So um, and I was like, so easy for you. Like my time, the, I was about to be cut off from that option. So I was like, oh, I'll do it now. And I want to work the Fringe Festival. Oh yeah, in Edinburgh. And I did that. And then everything started to get cold and dark. And I'm like, I'm good now. I'm just going to yeah. leave. I didn't want to like, I knew I didn't really want to be there. So why sit around and like, I, I, I stayed in LA longer than I wanted to. And I didn't want to do that again someplace gotcha. else. Yeah, winter in Scotland doesn't sound yeah. enjoyable at all. Especially when you're from Australia <laughs> and you've been living in L.A. I know. You could pass, though, for Scottish, I mean, for like in terms of... My look? Complexion. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. No, I mean, just like you're not, you know... You're, you I'm know, translucent. Yeah, you're a, little, you're a little whiter. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you're, you're sunscreen. That's all we're... No, I just found Scotland... Like I went to the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, it's. Awesome. Uh, I didn't perform at it, but I was just hanging out there, and I went to some shows and things like that. But it's really, it's huge, and it goes on for a whole month. Mm-hmm. What really did you do cool. while you were there? Um, I got a job just fly doing being a flyer, like okay. handing out flyers for the comedians, which is that's what I wanted. I just wanted something easy that wouldn't take all day, and that would give me a free pass to some <laughs> of the shows. Who were some of the your favorites? Of so them? I had actually my pass let me into this one venue that Ari Shafir performed in. Okay, because I I didn't have a pass to every venue, just but this specific one he was doing his storytelling show, and so he would bring in other comedians from other venues that I couldn't see for free. So I would go to his show, like a lot of his shows to the point where he probably thought I was a stalker because shortly (laughs) after the festival, I was back in New York. And he was there? And ran into him there and he's like, oh. Uh, "Oh, And I'm like, I'm I'm just a fan. (laughs) (laughs) But he's really funny. He's really good. I remember he got into a fight with some people in the audience, like these Scottish people who came in late and were a bit older and so probably not really into his style of mm-hmm. humor which is actually really good and they're talking and he's like you know you need to be quiet and um somehow he ended up calling the the wife fat and then the husband is like you apologize and he's like i'm sorry your wife is fat <laughs> oh no um and i don't know they ended up leaving so that's uh, good but uh <laughs> that's tough i i hear about performers who do it you know if if you're getting a theater it's so hard to get people to come out if you're not famous yeah it's funny you know they he, need people like you to hand out flyers and there's a million yeah. people like you handing out flyers and there's so many shows yeah because he's so well known here but in scotland people have no idea and yeah. i'm trying to tell people like like this is a big deal to see him and he's going to bring in these other comedians like you should go to the show i was in <laughs> i wasn't flyering for him but i would often tell people look if you want a good show go see him <laughs> <laughs> not the one i'm handing you <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> so you went back to new york for a little bit, and then yeah. back to Australia. Yeah, so when I was in Australia for two years, um, I would take my holiday time at half the pay and double the time, because you can do that when you work for the gov- government. Oh, what were you doing? Um, I worked for the Department of the Environment. Um, I was just sort of an admin kind of person. But at one point, I like I was only in the job for seven, sorry, for two years, and I took seven weeks off one one of the years. And I went to Europe via America. Um, That's pretty good. <laughs> and then um, we did that. Uh, and I went to New Zealand that for Christmas. The 
Australia is so far from everything. That's one of the reasons you guys go for so long because it takes, it's a while to get anywhere. Unless you want to go to Bali for the weekend. It's not really more of the places you can do. Thailand a bit. It's close, but yeah, we've done Thailand. Yeah, I'm um, I'm nearing actually fifty countries. I've one more country, and I'm at fifty. I got to do another count. Last time I did, I was I was. I'm counting like everything though. Like the Vatican is a country. I'm counting. Okay, that. I didn't do that. I don't count. If <laughs> I'm I... counting anything that's a country that I've been to. Okay. Well, I, don't, I also don't count just being through the airport. I do. I don't. You do? Oh, okay. Well, well, if we're doing that. I was outside. So I'm counting Norway because I landed at the airport and walked outside. I was on the tarmac. Oh, that's not. I saw the trees from the plane. I smelt <laughs> the air. Okay. I call bullshit on your list. <laughs> yeah, but like I've done things like, you know, like been places several times and... Well, what were some of your favorites, like in Asia, let's say? Um, yeah, I was writing a list down when I was coming here, because <clears throat> my memory is not always great. But um, the standouts were uh, the Ukraine, because I did a tour of Chernobyl. Oh, wow. And this was like a year or two before they um, they built a sarcophagus that they put over Reactor 4, the one that had the meltdown. So when I was there, you could still see Reactor 4, but now it's covered in a, like a giant shed. Oh. So you can't see it. Uh, but that was really cool. It was, it was I like didn't know you could town. get through. I, read, no, I had a friend who snuck in like years really? ago. Yeah. Like you, they weren't allowing people. Uh, no, and now was, you can? Yeah. You can do like a day tour. I was there for two days. So we spent the night at the only hotel there. Did they test you for radiation and stuff? Yeah. I've wow. got pictures. Um, it looks like I'm going through airport security, but that I don't know if like what they were really testing or if they cared or whatever. Oh, they don't care if you die. Yeah. But, I you stole know. a button that I found. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's literally like people just left one day and yeah. like went to the store and just never came back, right? All their stuff's yeah. still there. And there was like gas masks in the school and our tour guide was, he was only 26, so he was letting us climb and swing on shit. Like, <laughs> if you've seen the, the Ferris wheel, um, there's like all these images of a Ferris wheel and bumper cars, like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen those, yeah. So my, so someone else on the tour, we climbed up the ladder, so we were standing in the very center of the Ferris wheel, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that was cool. And, That's pretty cool. Uh, in one of the buildings, we were swinging on ropes, and um, I almost got lost in a tunnel because it was dark, and I never had a torch. So. <laughs> so, yeah, is there any educational aspect of the tour, or are they just like, yeah, just go in there, walk no, around, or they, like displays and like history stuff. of it? I and, just wasn't paying that much attention. I haven't even watched the miniseries. Um, no, I haven't either, but I was annoyed because part of the reason I wanted to go was that for years before going, I had an idea of a horror film that should be set there. And then I went, and then when I was living in L.A., uh, Chernobyl, Chernobyl Diaries came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, oh, that was my idea. But it was kind of <laughs> shit, so I feel like... They stole it. They stole it from my brain. My, like... My idea was different from theirs, but the point was just to set a horror film at Chernobyl because no one had, and I couldn't yeah. understand why not. But then, of course, someone did. I had the same moment recently. I was uh, I saw an ad on Netflix for some movie that came out, came and went last year. I never knew, but I had read the book. I remember reading the book, and it wasn't even an old book. What I mean, was it? It's called Donnybrook. Oh. <clears throat> it's about like you know these rural guys in Indiana or something fighting and bare knuckle to make a living. And uh, I thought, man, this would be, somebody's going to make a movie out of this. He's like, maybe we should get the rights and try to make a movie. And then, of course, it's 
Already, already done. It's already, <laughs> it's past. The time has passed. Yeah. So, you know, I missed it. It's like, okay. Uh, other people have the same ideas, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's any good or not. I didn't know. Um, I don't know how we got off on that. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so Asia highlights. Um, so my sister and I did Thailand when I was still in university. So I was like eight, 18 or something. Mm-hmm. But that was the first time I'd did an overseas trip without my parents. Uh, we At 18 in Thailand. Oh, like boy. That. this. Is... But I was with my sister who was See, older. if I had kids, this would, this would be... I have red flags all over this. I know, but we're, we're not like crazy party people. <laughs> but like we definitely drank the, the alcohol and the Red Bull out of the buckets. Oh, yeah. Um, and we saw um, Chris Hemsworth when he was only famous for Home and Away. Oh, right. Like pre-Thor days. <laughs> You saw him there? I, yeah, I had a chat with him on a boat. In Thailand? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like, I didn't even like Home and Away. I, I had to text my friend, um, hey, what's, what's uh, Kim's name from Home and Away? <laughs> She's like, it's Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> so, so I could go say hi to him. That's funny. Yeah, did everybody know? It's weird. Like, uh, I, I interviewed somebody, and I was like, who's claiming Russell Crowe this year? <laughs> it's like, and uh, as he was Australian, and he said, this is the rule. He goes, when he's winning awards, he's Australian. he's Australian. And when he's throwing phones at people's heads, he's a dickhead from Wellington, New Zealand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's all right. He's all right. My I favorite... can't imagine he just threw a phone for no reason. Like, who, who, was, like, who was on the receiving oh, end? He he, didn't he throw it at, like, a hotel uh, employee or something? I don't know. But he seems mm. like he'd be okay. Really? I don't know. He's I in can't a tell. band. No, oh, of course. <laughs> um, okay, so Asia, Thailand... Have you gone back to Thailand or have you? No, like- I would love to go back. Um, I've done. Uh, have you done China? Like last mainland year, China? I did China and Japan. Okay, because I haven't done mainland China yet. And my sister and I did Bali in the last couple of years. Give me some recommendations for China. <clears throat> um, so, this was when I was moving to New York, and so I'm like, well, if I'm going to New York, I should probably go somewhere along the way, because <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll be working, and you don't get great holidays in yeah. America. Yep. Uh, so I was like, oh, I can finally do Japan. But if I'm going to do Japan, I may as well do China because it's right there. <laughs> and I wanted to see the Great Wall. So with my suitcase, I flew into Beijing and stayed at a hostel and then left my big suitcase with them and then flew to Japan and did Japan and then came back and flew into Shanghai and then Xi'an, and then back to Beijing, and my clothes were still at the hostel. Oh, my God. That way I didn't have to travel with a big suitcase, but I could still... That's pretty smart. I can't believe they I kept your so. bag that long. Well, I I'd emailed them and asked them, and they said it was okay, and then when I was there, I made one of the staff write a note in Chinese and put it on the bag in the locker room saying, this person will pick it up on this date, and this is her reservation because she's staying here again, <laughs> and it was still there. So you saw the Terracotta Warriors? Yes. Oh, I really want to do that. Yeah, How terrac- long a flight is that? Um, it's actually not too bad from Australia. Because if you fly oh. from Sydney to Beijing, you can do it direct. It's like, I don't know, maybe nine to 12 hours. I can't remember. It wasn't, whatever it was, it wasn't that bad. And the time zone is like only an hour or two different from Australia. And I'm like, why didn't I do this earlier? Yeah. But the visa was a bit of a, was a little bit annoying to get for right. China. Because I've been to Russia, and that visa was much easier. I've been to Hong Kong and Taiwan a couple times each, okay. but you don't need a visa for that. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So that one was so much easier. But yeah, I want to go to mainland China. So is it cool? I mean, the Warriors, just the photos look amazing. Yeah. Um, it was very cool because I had seen videos of my parents there from the 70s. Wow. We have like these home movies where they're um, like at the Great Wall and they'd stayed right at like Tiananmen Square oh my God. back then. It wasn't um, as open back then to get around. I'm surprised they got through. And um, my my dad and his friends in all these home movies like to do this funny walk they call trucking. They got it from some comic strip back in the Yeah, day. keep on trucking, the yes. old uh, R. Crumb okay. cartoon, sure. So there's some really bad footage of them doing oh, it. Oh, that's like, great. Your hippie dad is like, has he got a nice beard? Is he uh, yeah. fully? Oh. All that stuff. And so anyway, I <laughs> realized that they, the year I was there was literally 40 years after they had been there. So with my iPhone, I shot footage of me on different locations of the Great Wall. Doing, doing this, the walk? And made a short little movie that, like a minute long and put it on Facebook. And it's actually really cool. <laughs> Did you, uh, are you keeping like a, a blog? Do you have a site that people follow along? No, or I mean, just... that always occurred to me, but I've made a lot of little videos. Like my New Zealand video is really good and they're all like two minutes long. So pe- people can't get too bored. And um, then YouTube. So I've got uh, Vimeo. Okay. I put them on Vimeo and they're on um, my, probably my Facebook. And then I cut them down really short to put them on Instagram because they can only be a minute long. Um, yeah. But they're on Vimeo. Okay, give us your, uh, might as well get this out of the way. Give us your, your plugs and name where people can find you oh, on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is KSP, my initials, 237. So KSP237. Does the 237 refer to anything? Yeah. You want to guess? or Your birthday? Uh, no. Um, Hold on, let me 237. I can give you a hint. 237. Uh, I'm, I used to be a big film buff, and that was why I came to LA, so... Film, film related. I can give you the genre, and that would never. Is that a hotel room number in a movie? It sure is. It is. Psycho. Oh uh, no! Not it's uh, psycho. hold on. Um, the Shining. You got it. Hey, hey. Oops. that's pretty good. Well, there was a, a movie called Room Two Three Seven. Right. So. That's that's why I was thinking. But hey, that's pretty good. I got on two two tries. Yes. That's not bad. <laughs> KSP Two Three Seven. Yeah. Okay, so people want to follow you, you suggest yeah, there? Yeah, I actually yeah, take really good photos, so you should follow me. Yeah, no, that's I follow you. <laughs> there you go. See, that's how I tracked you down, that I knew you were in town. Yes. Yeah, you messaged me mm-hmm. and didn't send your number, and then was like, oh, I never check my messages. And it's like, well... I know, that was, that was my fault. That's <laughs> on me. I thought I would get back to it, and I... Okay. Listen. All right. I'll get, I'll get you coffee. I'll give like you coffee. That's what it's like to deal with people in LA. I'll buy you a latte. <laughs> um... Okay, so you're uh, you're traveling around. You did China. Yeah. What is your? I mean, I, I can't pick favorites, but I mean, if you look back on highlights of all these trips, yeah. What are some you would always go back to? Um, well, my thing is I don't really like going back to places because I want to keep seeing and doing things I haven't done. I think that's maybe a bit of a problem with me. Like it's a there's like always a somewhere else, curse, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I would recommend like Peru. I had a great trip. Um, cause I did a, I just lucked out and did a tour and only two other people had booked it. Now tour guide was great, but the two girls I was traveling with, they knew each other. So they stayed, they were sharing their hotel room and I had one by myself. Nice. And I hadn't traveled that way before cause I was a bit young. Um, but we met other people along the way when we did like little day trips, like we 
did some treks and we went into the jungle and we saw Machu Picchu and the Lars, not the Lars, sorry, um, those, the lines in the, in the ground. Oh, right, right, right. The, uh, the, the markings of the. I forget what it's, Na- the Nazca lines. Okay. Yeah. So I thought Peru was great. Um, did I you love... do the Inca trail or were you? So the Inca trail it was like sold out or something. And that's um, like four days of hiking and three nights of camping. We did the Lars Trek, which was something that's just local that you don't see other tourists on. And we did three days of hiking and only two nights camping. Okay. And then uh, last night we spent in the village below Machu Picchu. Yeah. It was a so Aguas Caliente <clears throat> or something? I don't remember. I think so. But so in the morning, like we were refreshed, we slept in a hotel, then we were clean and, you know, looked nice. And we got Good for your photos. Machu Picchu <laughs> and we see people like sh- just like dragging their feet in and like they'd been up all night or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad we did what we did. I think it's much better. I cheated the whole way. I took the train up. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> and, another, uh, another option. Yeah, I didn't Hey, uh, it was I was a little naive. I, I looked at the Inca Trail and I was like, oh, that's something I didn't really do much prep before I even looking back now I probably would have done it yeah. back to the time I did it but it was also the rainy season yeah and uh, yeah I hadn't made a reservation and all that other stuff but when I saw them on the trail just yeah. on I'm their ponchos and soaked that. and uh, I went you know I think I'm okay yeah. with I'm okay I the way I did like it I could go back and do it but I've never really had an inclination to do that where haven't you gone that you would love to go um, so Iceland is up on my list me too I'd like to go to Jamaica for no other reason, shrooms are legal there. <laughs> and it's close, kind of close to New York, you know, and that, oh, that easy, could be yeah. my 50th country. I'll be there uh, in a few weeks. Oh, there you go. Jamaica's easy. It's a little, can be a little dangerous, though. So just be yeah, careful. Yeah, but anywhere can be dangerous. I know, but some are more dangerous than others. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm not a fan of the Caribbean, though. I shouldn't um, say that on well, here. My, this year, my sister and I did Cuba. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I was just in Ecuador and uh, did the Galapagos. Oh, this is it. There you go. I haven't done this yet. It was awesome. Right? And so I heard it's expensive. I mean, yes and no. Like, um, the hotels really aren't that bad. And even if you spend a lot on hotels, it's it's still not going to be that great. Mm -hmm. Um, So it really doesn't... I did land-based tours um, someone I worked with said you can rock up and book a last minute cruise for much cheaper, but I had like a specific amount of time and I didn't want to miss out on things. So I, um, I did eight days. I flew into one Island and did like, like I had one of the best days of my life there. Cause it was from the moment I woke up to, I went to bed. I was always doing something fantastic. Whether it was just, um, you know, swimming in a gorge or seeing giant turtles. Why well, scuba too? Turtles so. or tortoises? Uh, well, Whatever they are, I saw them having sex. Just, oh, so they actually do everything slow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, do you, are you do you, uh, are you a snorkeler or a scuba yeah, diver? Yeah, I love snorkeling. Um, scuba diving I've done, but I'm not certified, so I like have to be oh. with a person. But um, on the so I flew into the first island and then boated, what was the first island? Like the airport is Bolter or something. And then I boated over to Isabella Island where you like hike a volcano and you see, um, you can do snorkeling with these cool rocks that is called lost tunnels or something. Okay. 
And then I flew to uh, San Cristobal, the, the uh, other island that has an airport. So um, I really uh, was able to maximize my time there because um, I flew out of that island back to mainland Ecuador instead of – because if you boated to that one, you would have had to boat back to the other island. What's mainland Ecuador like? Um, I don't know. You don't hear much about it. Well, I flew into Guayaquil cause I, and then got the bus to Cuenca. Guayaquil, there's no reason to spend any time there at all. Mm. Cuenca was cool. Um, and I also had originally flew into Quito. And Quito, um, you can go to the place where the, um, they have the, equa- the equator line or whatever. And there's a museum that does these um, experiments where you can watch the water change directions within like a meter. Like right. they do it on the equator line and it, the water falls straight down. They move it like a meter to the right and it goes like clockwise and then they move it a meter the other way and it goes anti-clockwise and that was cool and um i did a day trip to a volcano um and like i it was a really hard hike out of the volcano but you could pay (laughs) someone ten dollars to let and ride a horse out and i was one of the few people on my day trip that did that and they were all like giving me the evil eye (laughs) as they're trying to hike out i'm like hey you that you chose to do that (laughs) It's the best ten dollars I've spent in my life. Is there any uh, sport you won't do? Like, are you like, you're not a, uh, are you a height person? Like um, a- I've done skydiving in okay. Australia. What, um, what will you do? That's what I'm trying to find out. Is there anything you would turn down? Um, I don't know, but when I was in Ecuador, um, outside of Cuenca, I did ayahuasca. Okay. Uh, that was really cool. I'm just reading. Um, Sting wrote a biography that somebody gave oh, yeah? me, and I was uh, reading it, and it opens with him in Brazil, him and his wife doing ayahuasca in like the late 90s or something. Oh, yeah. Like his first solo tour back then. Um, but yeah, he got really sick, you know, and then came out of it, whereas he looked over his wife, and his wife was just kind of sleeping through it. <laughs> How did it affect you? Um, so the place I went was like a healing place so it was kind of like intense therapy with a bunch of strangers Mm -hmm. and um you could sign up for like different lengths of time um we everyone at least did three ceremonies over seven days but the first ceremony was ayahuasca the second was san pedro what's that so uh san pedro is from a cactus it's uh masculine and ayahuasca is feminine i don't know how like i don't know why or what exactly how that works but the ayahuasca one has testicles the other doesn't the ayahuasca we took with the rising moon and so towards the end i actually did give up and just kind of fell asleep a little bit Um, gave up is in it didn't affect you at all no we were up all night it wasn't super strong i think if i'd stayed longer and did more ceremonies then i would have gotten more visuals i didn't i really wanted a visual experience where i was gonna leave my body um, but that didn't happen. Uh, but it it was still good. It, at one point, like when it wasn't being very strong and I was just sitting there listening to people throw up, I was like, oh. Oh. like, Oh, I paid to listen to people throw up. And you night. didn't throw up. So I had a purge, but <laughs> so we're all in a circle and, um, I was getting restless and I was near the entrance. So I was right near the woman who actually owned the whole place. 
And she could see that I was like fidgeting and she's like, you can get up and walk around. I'm like, okay, thank God. So I was walking a little bit outside. Like they they don't let you go very far. They were like, where I was, it was so safe to the point where you almost wanted it to be a bit more remote and (laughs) people worrying about you. But I was sitting out in the cactus garden and that's when all of a sudden I just threw up. But it was, when you throw up, you feel sick and then you can have this weird aftertaste in your mouth. But the purge was like it was quick, and then all of a sudden you, and then you're just fine, and you didn't feel even feel like you'd thrown up. Hmm. So it was different. But then I'm sitting out there, and so I kind of was getting visuals before, right before the purge happened, and then after it happened, like, like I I wasn't seeing anything, and I was not hallucinating, but I was staring at the sky because the stars were so bright and clear, and I was watching this. It was like a really bright, slow moving shooting star that kept moving across the sky and it would like you'd see it move disappear then it would reappear in the same spot and move across the sky again and it was doing this for a while and I grew I grew up in Australia with great skies so I know what satellites look like and I know what shooting stars look like I know what airplanes look like there's none of those so take that as you will all right could it (laughs) was there a chance that it might not have been there at all well, no, I, I definitely saw it because I know it was like to hallucinate because um, at one point, uh, like when I kind of was ready to go back into the circle, the female shaman, she was burning this cedar in a pot and she let me breathe in the smoke and um, that's when I just felt my body filled with warmth and I had these really bright colours uh, with my eyes closed and I saw a, um, a beautiful pink lotus flower open up like in my mind's eye. Okay. And I also at one point saw like the thousand eyes like an Alex Gray painting. So I know what that's like, uh, but I was not hallucinating this moving star. Okay. I, I saw it. I don't know what it was. <laughs> May, uh, no, I don't know how to explain. That's kind of cool. They did tell us that aliens like to view their ceremonies. I don't know. <laughs> I just, yeah, I definitely saw it. I just don't know what it was. How did you hook? up with these people and where did you find them um so i wanted to do ayahuasca for a while i'd met some uh, a guy from colorado in central america years ago and did shrooms the first time with him and it was really cool and i later on he did ayahuasca and i'm like okay cool i want to do that (laughs) so that's when i first kind of heard about it but then um i didn't do much planning i was earlier this year i was working in New York and then that job finished. So I went back to Australia while it was freezing in New York and warm in Australia. And then um, I was like, well, I've got to go back to New York now. Where can I go along the way? I picked Ecuador because you can do ayahuasca and Galapagos. It's a one-stop shop, sure. Yeah, I literally Googled safest ayahuasca and it was one of the first things that popped up and it was in Ecuador and not Peru because I thought you had to go to Peru. And I'm like, okay, great. Or and, Brazil, according yeah. to Sting. Um, so I'm like, great, done. They gave great reviews. They're safe. They speak English, um, booked it. <laughs> I didn't do much research in all honesty. It, just, it, seemed, <laughs> it seemed good enough. I was like, if I don't do it now, it's not going to happen. So let's just book it and then you- try to explain to my parents what I was doing. And <laughs> <laughs> what did they say? Mr. Keep on trucking, man. I don't know. Like, my, Groovy, man. Yeah, my dad didn't seem that worried. <laughs> Mum was like, almost kind of angry like what does that mean i don't understand i'm like look here's the website you do your own research this is what i'm doing um 
you know, I got there, they had Wi-Fi. I said, it's insanely safe, no, no need to worry. But she still worries. Of Everyone course. else. Yes, she's always going to worry about you. Like, there was like 30 people there um, from around the world and everyone said they did not tell their family and that they'll tell them after. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that was an option. <laughs> after the fact, yeah. Yeah. Probably good. I wanted to get back to China because I still haven't done it to mainland China, but I heard that if you don't speak Chinese, it can be tough getting around. Were you alone? Or I mean, I don't speak any other languages besides English, and I've been around everywhere. It's not hard. Beijing, the on the trains there. Well, in a major city like Beijing, I would assume. There are English It's like signs. when you get out in the country, that's what. Well, I didn't really go rural. I was in okay. Beijing, Shanghai, and Xi'an. And Xi'an, I managed to just get on a bus to the Terracotta Warriors instead of doing a tour. So I was happy about that. And I did a bullet train to, I think it was Mount Hoshan or something, outside of Xi'an. It was like a 30-minute train ride outside. Um, And you could do like hiking in these mountains that had temples. And when I was up there, I ran out of cash. And they just don't take credit, like a regular credit card. And so I was on this damn mountain. I didn't want to like hike down and somehow like found like one person that managed that did speak English. And I was like shocked of like that. I was able to find an English speaking person who was Chinese and gave them American cash. So they would buy my ticket off the, down the, um, I don't the, like a, you know, when you go skiing. Oh, like a cable car or yeah, like, like a, a cable. The gondola. It was a gondola. Like, cause it was this huge cable that was really steep on this mountain Anyway, he bought my ticket off and I gave him like a little extra in US dollars. Um, Thank God he was there. Yeah. Because I'm like, I just want Kindness of strangers again. Well, kind of. But like when I got down to the bottom, I still needed to buy the bus ticket and he wouldn't help me. And I'm like, (laughs) I just gave you like more money than what... Anyway, someone else bought my bus ticket and didn't even take any money from me. Um, and then as soon as I got back to the tourist spot, I was able to withdraw cash and the guy was still there and I wanted to ask if I could, you know, give him the Chinese money, and take, but I didn't bother asking. <laughs> like, that's probably too much effort. Right. Well, so, is, so one day at the Terracar Warriors enough? Yeah. Like, yeah, just, how many, like a, few, a couple hours? Yeah, or? just a few hours. All right. Um, it's all sort of indoors, like in a giant shed. Right. I've um, seen that. Yeah. The, the bus from Xi'an is easy enough, so you don't need to book a tour. Okay. Um, and it, every time we stopped for petrol in or gas in um, China, they would I know always, what you meant. They would always make you get out of the car while they filled it up before, before you could get back in. So that was a bit because at one point my taxi driver from the airport did that. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. So I took like my my bag out because I didn't want someone to drive off. With, right, uh, right, right, right. But then it happened again on the bus, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is just what they do when they. It was in danger of blowing yeah. up or something. Yeah, I always read like uh, how to do transport and what to look out for. So from the airports, I was doing taxis, but going to like a real taxi rank because you have people trying to like get you to get in yeah, their hustle car. It. Yeah, they're and I'm illegal like, taxis. No, I'll get in an actual taxi. You need a ride? You need a ride? And yeah. even then, it's good to confirm the price. Oh, sure. Sure. Give me your best story about getting ripped off somewhere or uh, yeah, anything. Um, You've been scammed. I mean, it's been it's scammed? probably a cliche, but the taxi in Prague. <laughs> oh, okay. But I knew they the charge t- you a hundred dollars from the airport yeah, or well, something. I knew that was a th- thing, but it was like I got to Prague and then I wanted to see the Charles Bridge, 
And I'd never actually seen a picture of it. Like, it's like a famous bridge okay, in yeah. Prague. But I had a map. And so I walked down to the river, and my map is telling me that the bridge I'm at, that's the Charles Bridge. I didn't know what it looked like. I'm like, all right, that's the Charles Bridge, okay. I was expecting something a bit more elaborate, but all right. So I, I literally was at this damn bridge for like 30 minutes taking long exposure pictures on my DSLR camera. <laughs> And then I, I then I walked down the river along the bank and then I saw this other bridge and I'm like, oh, well, son of a bitch. Obviously, that's the Charles Bridge and I was taking pictures of just some random footbridge. <laughs> the Steve Bridge. So by the time I get to this other bridge, it's kind of late. And then I was on that bridge like about till like one in the morning just taking photos. And um, then the lights on the bridge started to turn off. So I'm like, that's probably my cue to go back to the hotel but I was like a little bit of a walk away and I didn't know how safe things were. So I was like, I'll get in a taxi. Like, it's not that far. How expensive can it be? And then oh. I get there and then I was, it was like one of the few times I didn't try to like confirm the price. I just wanted to be safe. And then like, it's turned out to be like way more than my dinner was. And I'm like, <laughs> I had like start like getting out my American cash. Cause I'm run, I ran out of the other cash already. And <laughs> that was probably the, no, but nothing too bad has happened, um, so I've been lucky. Any creepy stories of uh, guys being weird yeah. and following you around? And- in Guatemala, um, at Lake Atalan, there are little villages, mm-hmm. and I was, um, I'd been drinking, and then I was walking back to my hotel. Like this is like a, like the world's smallest village. Like it wasn't even a village; it was so small. It was like where all the hippies go, um, and uh, I'd. The the owner of the bar, like some young Guatemalan guy and like a white American guy that looked like Santa Claus, walked <laughs> me back. And then for some reason, the owner of the bar, the little Guatemalan guy, kind of stepped into like the hallway with me and almost into my room. And I'm, but I was drunk and I'm like, he's trying to like, like hug me and grab my ass. And I'm like, oh. I didn't want to start because I was in a, like, it was a hostel, but I had a private room. So I knew if I screamed, someone would hear me. But I didn't want to, like, make a scene. But I managed to sort of push him away and get him away. And then I was like, ugh. And I just felt, felt really dirty. And just I just wanted to leave. And so the next day, even though I had two nights there, I just left. No. Um, and then um, on that big road trip across America, I did a lot of camping. And at Smoky Mountain National Park, I was chatting with some people that were in a nearby camp spot. It was like two couples and a, a single guy. They were just American, and um, they left the next morning. And um, the single guy in the evening, he came back on his own, oh. and he found where my tent was, and it, like set up camp nearby. And and I was like, what? And I had just eaten some chocolate that had mushrooms in it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, noticing a theme on a lot of your stories. I'm like, oh. What's happening now? And then, like, I'm, like, in my tent, and he's coming up to my tent trying to talk to me, and I'm, like, I don't... I'm, like, leave me alone. I'm, like, just want to... I didn't know how to handle it, so I was basically, like, look, I've just taken some mushrooms. All I want to do is sleep and meditate, and and it was really weird and creepy, and I moved my... Like, I had to pack up my tent and move it to a different site, and so I I assume he left after that, but I don't even know. It's, like... it was so bizarre. I'm like, why would you do that? <sighs> guys are guys are disgusting. I mean, you're, you're going to run into that. Are you still staying at hostels at this point? 
Mm-hmm. Um, if I stay in a hostel, I get a private room. Okay. I officially quit shared rooms when I did Alaska um, in 2014 or yeah. There's a point you outgrow them, definitely. I just you don't. I don't sleep with strangers because they make so much noise. And if I'm not sleeping, I'm not enjoying the trip. So what's the point? Exactly. So that's when I spend my extra money is on private rooms. Yes. Your own loo is nice as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of nice. I don't know. I'm not good at those anymore. But some are really nice. They're like more nice than you would think they would be. Hostels yeah. have a bad image, no, but uh, some well, of them are really nice. No, some of them are really good. Um, this year, uh, like last month, a friend and I were in Costa Rica. And it was one of the few times I, like, I'm traveling with someone. So we were able to share a room, a room in hostels. But one of the hostels was like really nice. Like has a restaurant and... Um, but then we, when we were at the beach, we were sharing a room in a, a not a commercial hostel. It was more, it was almost like a house, and it's normally something that I would have turned my nose up at. But it was actually ch- really chill, and the owners were cool, and um, I actually enjoyed staying there a lot. That's cool. Yeah. What um, have you ever had anything stolen or yeah. lost? Well, that's why I officially quit hostel rooms. Oh, in here we go. Bloody Alaska, where they don't lock anything and there's no <laughs> password on the Wi-Fi. Oh. This was a few years ago, though. Um, someone in the hostel stole my nice Gore-Tex raincoat that it it would have lasted the rest of my life. It yeah. looks like I just you know got really fat and couldn't fit in it or something. <laughs> and uh, the hostel would take absolutely no responsibility or like offer like a you know, a free night or they wouldn't do anything or they didn't seem concerned or show. I just, um, and I really wish I'd, cause I ended up staying in one of their, their tent things with these really thick sleeping bags that, um, I just wouldn't stayed in one. Like no one was there. Uh huh. I really wish I just like chucked one of their sleeping bags into the river or something, <laughs> but I was nice and didn't. <laughs> I, I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> so when's the next trip? Where are you off to next? You're gonna be. You're gonna leave here eventually. Um, yeah, I'll probably Christmas be out of coming. New York. Um, I know, but this this year, you know, I've been in New York and Australia and Ecuador, and um, I was in Santiago and Chile for just the one night on my way to Ecuador, and oh, and I did Costa Rica, and I was just in San Francisco, so. I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> begin, yeah, I know. You're beginning around. I mean, so in the next year, um, do you have a plan? Are you going to go back to Australia to live for a while or um, are you going to stay in New York? Yeah, uh, probably not interested in going straight back to Australia. Um, I live with my sister in New York and her boyfriend is, I think he may have moved in like while I've been away. <laughs> so finally, she's gone. Yeah, they sent me a picture of a garbage bag and she's like, Your he, stuff's he, in mo- it? he moved his stuff in a, in a garbage bag and I'm like, well, what stuff has he moved? And they're like, don't you worry. I'm like, oh, sorry. Because I didn't think he was going to move until like January. Oh. Anyway, um, so I might move on to, um, I'd be interested in maybe like working in South America or something, but I feel like I should probably learn Spanish by now. I mean, I'm still learning. I'm still, every year that's my New Year's Eve resolution. I can get my Spanish better. I just went online this week asking like what, favorite Spanish language programs, learning programs people yeah. like. and Yeah, I have an app, but it doesn't really... Which one are you using? 
Um, I'll Duolingo. Duolingo. It kind of teaches you a few words, but right. it's also kind of just like playing a video game. <laughs> I need something I can do offline too, yeah. like what I'm well, floating I, in the middle of the ocean yeah. and stuff. No, I thought if I, because I've got time and money right now, I could go to a, like a Spanish-speaking country and do an intense language course, and then I might actually learn it. You know, living around it is always the best mm-hmm. best way. You just got to force yourself. You're going to go there and live. I'm going to Colombia for oh, the yeah. first time. Have you been? No. I'm going to Medellin. I haven't even heard of that. I know Bogota. Yeah, Bogota is the capital. Medellin was made famous in the 80s because that was like where the cocaine empire, Pablo Escobar and everybody was, was there. But now it was very dangerous. But now oh. it's, it's one of the hot new cities of all of uh, South America. A lot of uh, digital nomads and stuff. Are you going to do cocaine while you're... Me? No. <laughs> it's not my preferred... Uh, no. No. I like tried it like once or twice. Didn't do much for me. No? No. More of a, more of a hallucinogenics person? I just like weed or shrooms. All right. Call it a day. Mellow. <laughs> I've tried a couple of things, but didn't, they didn't care for them. I know. Them. It's sounding from your, uh, from your stories, from a lot of your travels. Um, where was I? <laughs> I was in El Salvador, <clears throat> and I was staying at a hostel, and I was hanging outside in this gazebo with the other travelers, like the other people staying there. And someone had cocaine. It was like, I only tried like a small amount. Um, but the point of the story was that a, an earthquake happened. It was pretty strong. And I knew what it was because I felt them when I lived in LA. Sure. And Australia, maybe. I mean, we don't really get New Zealand gets in, more, I guess. In Australia, or I've never felt them. Anyway, the other people there were mainly Australian, and they didn't know, like, no one said anything, and I was, like, waiting for someone to react. And I'm like, finally, I'm like, hey, there's an earthquake happening. And they're like, oh, we just thought you were shaking the table. And I'm like, well, the whole gazebo is shaking. <laughs> Did you think I was doing that? You were shaking the whole gazebo. Yeah, and it, was, it turned out to be a pretty big earthquake. Um, it was more like, that happened more on the coast, but we were inland in the mountains and oh my God. that far in. Give me your your worst flight experience ever. Um, my flights haven't been too bad actually. Any bad train rides? Uh, um, in had- Egypt, I slightly shit my pants and threw <laughs> threw my underwear in the garbage bin and put clean underwear on. <laughs> but that's got no, that's bound to happen in Egypt. <laughs> uh, or in India, there was a girl okay, on my I bus. Same same kind of problem. We had to pull the bus over and go out into the uh, woods. And yeah. Did you get food okay, poisoning? So I I tried to. So when I first did shrooms, it was at Lake At Atatlan in Guatemala with that person I met from Colorado and we had a great time. And then a few years later I tried to go back to that lake and that's when I got a little bit slightly molested by that guy. Oh yeah. And then found the village that I actually wanted to be at and bought some shrooms and then basically got food poisoning. So I basically paid to be, to be violently ill for like 12 hours. (laughs) That was pretty bad. My, like my hotel room was at the end of a, balcony and so if i had the door open i could see the lake and the the volcanoes and there was no reason that anyone need to walk past because i was at the end so i basically just left the room door open and the bathroom door open so while i'm like well if i'm gonna be sick i want a a good view (laughs) yeah yeah that was not pretty like shooting out both ends oh yeah it's the worst did you so that that was a mess when i was in india that's where i got sick but uh, the other place that's probably the most common is Egypt. I haven't been yet. 
but uh, yeah, Egypt, a lot of people get th- sick. There was something that I ate that I instantly threw up. Oh, yeah. Um, what are you going to do? No, nah, I know. <laughs> when were you in Egypt? Um, like 2009. Okay. Or 2007. I don't know. Still haven't been. Still uh, been. It was one, it was really high on my list because I saw The Mummy when I was like 13. King Tut? That one? The uh, Brendan Fraser one. Oh, the movie. <laughs> I thought you meant the actual, well, like, when, in the museum. No, when we went to Luxor, the, um, uh, when in the Valley of the Kings, they put Tutankhamun's body on display in the tomb. Oh, And they'd okay. only just started doing that. So that was lovely. Yeah. It's pretty wild. How long were you there? Did you do the whole, like, it, a Nile cruise and all that? Three weeks. Wow. Okay. Um, it was a tour, but we started in Cairo. We went into the white sand deserts and we camped under the stars for one night. And when we woke up, there were little paw prints near us from foxes or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. And then we we went all the way down to Abu Simbel. We saw like the, the Valley of the Kings and Luxor and we did a cruise uh, for a couple of days and slept on the Felucca and we went out to um, uh, the Red Sea and uh, Mount Sinai. Okay. And you hike up Mount Sinai just before the sun rises. So when you get to the top, you see it come up. Did you like, oh, you're not a diver, but did you go in the, um, like, the Red Sea? I did scuba dive in the Red Sea. Sharm El Sheikh? It was amazing. That was the best place to scuba dive. Okay. I still haven't done that. That's one of the main reasons yeah. I want to go. It was like being in an aquarium. Like just, it was so clear and sunny because I've been scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef, but it was a cloudy day, so it wasn't as good. Oh, okay. But the Red Sea was amazing. Yeah. I have to do that. Any uh, bad, like, have you ever had to bribe a cop or do anything? Any run-ins with police? No. Okay. I'm usually pretty, like, the, um, I usually look pretty innocent, so I don't usually get searched too much. Little did they know your bag is loaded with ayahuasca and mushrooms. (laughs) Once in a blue moon, I might have something on me that I shouldn't. (laughs) Once in a blue moon. But um, I, like, I just wear my glasses and people don't really give me a second look. But on the flip side, like your people, Clark Kent disguise. Yeah, but people think they can take advantage of me, so it's like a hit or miss. Because you're small and you're a woman. Yeah, so I get like hassled a lot by clipboard people. Oh right. <laughs> or beggars or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a way. I mean, I heard that's really bad in Egypt as well. Oh yeah, they always come up to you and go, like, "You come to my shop. You understand what I mean." Yeah. Like, everything. Every sentence ends with "You understand what I mean." I'm like, <laughs> my friend. Yeah. My friend. Always my friend. Oh, good well, price. Like, good price for you, my friend. Yeah, in Turkey, they're like, where are you from? And I'm like, usually I say Sydney because no one knows Canberra, but I'll go, oh, I said Canberra. And they're like, oh, my best friend is in Canberra. And I'm like, really? Cause A lot of Turks. They, they always say my best friend lives there. Yeah, right, right, right. It was funny. When I was in Istanbul, I went to some guy who owns like a tour company. And he was, and he spoke with this Australian accent. He spoke English, but with this uh, pretty heavy Aussie accent. And I was like, "Oh, you must have lived in Australia for so. Did you go to university there or something?" And he goes, "No, I just I, I work with so many Aussie tourists because they go to the sea Gallipoli, yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I did. So that. he uh, he just picked up their accent <laughs> just from speaking with them. It's like usually, if anything, you pick up an American one just from the TV movies, and movies and yeah. stuff." But nope, it was just, I thought he was like Australian. I mean, it was, it was strong. It was, it was such an odd thing. But yeah, but I guess that many 
go. I mean, it's such yeah. a huge part of your history. Yeah, I did Turkey a couple of years ago, and I stopped doing tours at this point. But for, but I basically gave up and just booked a tour for Turkey because I was in Europe for a while and I'd already was looking at so many other things. Like I couldn't look at anything else, and so I booked a tour. And of course, it was just I thought it was going to have cool people on it. Like when I was in Egypt, like a variety of people, mm-hmm. but it was just a bunch of obnoxious twenty-year-olds from Australia. Your people. And maybe like a couple of people from New Zealand. <laughs> like they were just young and obnoxious and like they think they're hilarious, but nothing they said was remotely funny. And that was a struggle. There was like one or two nice people, but like uh, I, I was always you like. You did it. You've outgrown them. Every time we got to a new city, they would stay in the hotel rooms and drink. And I'm like, why did you bother coming? Because I like went out and saw all this stuff and I came back and I'm like, I saw this and did that and they're like, well, we just drank. I'm like, okay, yeah. good for you. It's a lot of fear too. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a lot of different things, but. That, yeah. And then, so then I was like, okay, really don't do any more tours. Like day tours are good, but. Yeah. The only tour I took in um, Thailand, it was me. I, I did one in Northern Thailand. It was uh, like Chiang Mai and yes, a lot of that. We did I like did a that. river thing and it was me a Canadian girl, I was solo, but our group was 12 people, me, Canadian girl, and 10 young Aussie guys from the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. <laughs> Just, se- if you could separate them, they were fine, you know, individually. Yeah. But together, they were just mm-hmm. this massive drunken mob. Yeah. They were just like, you know, I was young and stupid and drunk, but I don't think I was that stupid. Yeah. I but yeah, it was rough. It was rough being around him. Yeah. By this point, I was in my 30s, and I was like, I can't. I, yeah. you know, when I was like uh, 21, I did a Kentucky tour in Europe. Uh, most Australians do Kentucky tours. That was my uh, uh, that New was Zealand one Yeah. in uh, South Island. Yeah. That's when I went. And that, that was the one and only Kentucky tour yeah. I ever did. Mine was like 50 days. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was definitely got along That's better with like, the couple older people and did yeah. not get along with the drunken, crazy drama people like... There was a young couple, and by the end of the tour, he was with a different girl. Oh, yeah. And they're actually randomly still together. Really? Yeah. You stayed From in like, touch? No, Facebook. Right, sure. Because uh, I was curious, like, I wonder what happened there. And then cause she was the girl he left with. She, I saw her pregnant and stuff. Oh, my God. This was over a decade ago. So, I mean, how happy can they really that's, be? That's crazy. That makes for an awkward were, rest of the well, tour. they were young. When they, yeah. Because... Like, oh, the girl he got with, she kept attacking the old, the ex-girlfriend, uh. almost got herself kicked off the tour for like trying to punch this. But it didn't make sense. Like, why was the ex-girlfriend not trying to attack? It was, it was, yeah. Uh, drama. Drama. See, there's a, there is, what? Well, you that know? was, because um, on that tour, I got left behind in a city. Oh, no. And I had a feeling like if anyone's going to get left behind, it's going to be me. I just had Because you would break off the group, probably. Um, yeah, you don't know what can happen. And I insisted on getting the tour guide's phone number because he didn't want to give it out. I'm like, it should really be on everyone's pamphlet or something. Um, but I got it and they left without me because just a few weird things happened that it meant that I just missed the bus. <laughs> and I, so I called him and he's like, well, you're just going to have to figure out how to get from Barcelona to the south of France alone. I'm like, all right. Um, so I, like, I get the train and I meet some American backpackers and I ended up going to Marseille with them for the night instead of trying to catch up with the tour group straight away. And that was the best part of the whole tour <laughs> was when I got left behind. And that's when you knew, maybe I'm not a tour person mm-hmm. anymore. Yep. 
<laughs> but I did a few other tours. Like the Peru tour was great. Egypt was good. The Turkey one was horrible. Um, yeah, I've done I've done a couple. I did one in India. Anywhere that think it might be a hassle with either with language or with you know just yeah. booking a lot of tours and just you know when having to make all those arrangements. I get it. But you really have to choose wisely in I terms mean, of... I mean, like, you don't need to. It's like, the internet's there. I've never spoken the language, and I always get by just fine. No, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. So, you say you're slowing down. What does that mean? I mean, it, are you going to... I don't usually plan that far in advance, is okay. what it means. Well, you still, you still need to work eventually, right? I mean, you're going to have to make some money to do this. And... Yeah. I don't know. People think I don't work. but I, I work, but when I lived in Australia, I lived at home... So I save money. Right. In New York, I live with my sister and she doesn't charge me nearly what she should. And when I'm not working, she doesn't charge me anything. Well, that's nice. So I'm lucky and I'm grateful for that. And why not, you know, make the most of it? Because like, I know a lot of Australians who have dual citizenship with the UK and they, they've never been. I'm like, that's crazy. And I've got dual citizenship with America and Australia. Like, how could it get any better? So... I take advantage of that for sure. Are you still are you following the summer around? Like you would go a little bit. Like New York winter sucks, yeah. man. <laughs> I know. I lived there. I'm from Chicago, so I know like Ugh. cold winter. Have you well, been there? Yeah, I've been to Chicago. Okay, it's a cool city. It's um, great. Yeah. I was there when it was pretty hot for a few days. Um, so when I lived in LA and my sister in New York, um, and my parents were in Australia, we'd always see each other, but not necessarily where anyone lived, like often we'd catch up in places no one had been. And that's why we were in Chicago, because no one had really been there. So we were like, just hung out. And it's worth it. Ate deep dish pizza. Yeah. A lot of hot dogs and uh, Italian beef sandwiches. Went to um, Second City, which was really good. Oh, yeah. I was doing a club there, uh, like a block from Second City. Yeah. Zany's Comedy Club, which is on Wells, same street. I went to the store the other night. The, the comedy store. store, yeah. It was so good. That uh, place has really been uh, taken off lately. Well, because I've been to taking people to the Comedy Cellar in New York. And there's always like, you know, some, a couple good comedians. Like David Tell is always amazing. Sure. But it's like one good and one bad. And like this, but this show, everyone was so goddamn good. And I was <laughs> shocked because it was like Joey Diaz was the name I recognized. So I'm like, great, I'll go to that show. But there's like quite a few comedians, like, I don't know, maybe at least six or something. We were there for like two hours. And everyone was so goddamn funny. Yeah. I was, I was blown away. There's no shortage in this town of comedians. Yeah. Good ones. Yeah. Or bad ones. There's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. both. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I was a huge comedy fan when I lived here. So I've, I would always go to Meltdown and I'd go to a lot of open mics. Oh, boy. So that's I know, I know that's a grab bag. Well, I, You've I, seen bad comedy then. Yeah, but I saw like an open micer in LA years ago who I now see doing spots at the Comedy Cellar in New York. So it's yeah, really yeah. interesting to see that happen. I want to say your hair was a different color. When yeah. we were, um, I want to say like, like, like blue, red. maybe like a red in there, like a magenta. It was never in blue. Um, like I'm naturally brunette and then I was dying at red for a while. Okay. Um, I went purple once. That was fun. <laughs> Um, and now I'm trying to look more mature in New York, so I went back to brown. <laughs> but uh, but like honestly, half of it's probably white now. Like like this, the whole chunk on my left side would be gray if I didn't dye it. Really? Yeah. You're so young. I know. I'm I'm 33, and like I found my first white hair when I was like 18. Oh my god! It's like oh well, at least we have hair dye. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than losing it. 
Exactly. That's what I say now. It's and like, like, just as long as I have hair. Yeah. We can always color it. Uh-huh. That's a, as long as it stays connected to my scalp, yeah. I can it turn pink for yeah. all I care. Well, my, my dad has a ridiculous amount of hair. He's like 72, and it's like he's got so much goddamn. Damn him. He's got more what hair a lucky guy. <laughs> Is he still trucking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he could. He was very excited to be able to go into a store in San, in San Francisco and buy weed. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. You think that's going to happen in uh, Australia? Uh, I don't know. It's still pretty, it seems kind of illegal there. He said something about you could have a plant or something. Hmm. I don't know. But to be able to walk into a store is really cool. Well, the first time I went to Amsterdam, it was like a big oh, deal. Yeah. And now having lived here so long that I went back a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, this is it's kind of quaint. You know, it's just kind of <laughs> like, I guess this is outrageous to people who live, don't have it. And they you know, you see all these guys from the Middle East walking around like, you could buy, you know, looking at the, yeah. you know, the red light district and all the, the hookers and the wee and space cakes and stuff. Yeah. But when you live in, you, you know, go to Venice. The gray area <laughs> cafe in Amsterdam? I don't think so. It's like, it's this tiny little one, but it's. Gray area? I think it's called gray area or gray zone. Okay. But they get like um, a lot of celebrities coming through there. You'll see their pictures and their weed is really good. Um, and there's always a line. Like these two guys work from like noon until 8 p.m. Just nonstop, just constant line. And then that's what they do. And they're right. I like it because it's in between a cheese shop, a sandwich shop and across the street from a chocolate shop. Oh. And around the corner is an actual coffee shop, so there is a bathroom nearby. But I just kind of hung out there for a few days. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's really good. This guy's putting know how to pick a location. Well, because like, I didn't know how to roll joints, so I would make them roll joints. People were like, well, how much did that cost? I'm like, I don't know. I was in Amsterdam. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> but while I was there, bloody Chris Rock, I was only there for a few nights, and so it didn't occur to me to check if Chris Rock was touring while I was there. Well, that's not the first guy yeah. you think of when you think of Amsterdam. Yeah, and then my first night, I found online that he was there, but of course it was sold out. I'm like, God damn it, because he's <laughs> like one of the few comedians I haven't seen and would love to see. That'd be good. There's a, there's a comedy club there called Boom Chicago that's been there for like 30 oh, yeah. years and stuff. Oh, I didn't Mostly know. like, it's, it's very much like Second City, like Sketch and oh, Improv okay. and stuff like that, but... Pretty famous, like Seth Meyers went through there and a bunch oh, wow. of other people. Yeah, but uh, so next time you're there, might be worth since you're a comedy fan. Um, yeah, but we got to check. We got to wrap this up so you can. Yeah. Before traffic gets too bad. Um, <laughs> well, I'll probably get the trade. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you um, what do you think all this travel, and all the places you've been around the world, how has it changed you as a person, and how does it change like how you look at people and? The um, world? I mean, it's always been a part of my life. Like my parents they part of the reason they became teachers was for the holidays so we've always traveled not necessarily far but in the school holidays we always went somewhere Mm -hmm. and um instead of having like expensive cars or a huge house um but i always knew that that was special because i knew my other friends didn't travel as much so i was just was very lucky for that um i think just experiencing as many different new things is the point of living um and i feel like i've met so many different people and some good some bad so now i've gotten older i know what to put up with and what not to and you know um but i recommend it (laughs) variety is the spice of life it is it is and thank you for finally you know i'm glad we could finally do this i know i know it was a lot for you to get here yeah but like it was good that it uh, took us a few years to connect because i had more stories yeah, no, yeah, you had only been, we'd only have LA stories back then if we yeah. did the interview. 
I can't believe I know you because I sold you my microwave. <laughs> if I'd known that, I probably wouldn't have come. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for doing this. It's Krista Parker, everyone. Yeah.